Boop boops this week. No, no, no fuck uh, it. No, uh uh-uh. uh. I don't care. Not to uh uh-uh. Just cut it. Cut it out. We'll do it. No, uh uh-uh. uh. This is not the week, guys. Um, okay, thanks, this has thanks. not been a good couple. Hi, it's Mark's Madness. I'm Nathan. Yeah, I'm David. And you got the yelling out of the way up top. It's not going to stop. So if you're if you're Ugh. not on board for this right now, I understand it. Get out because this is good. This is what's going to happen. This is my catharsis. You're going to deal with it. Um. Okay. All right. Okay. So, um, I don't know. Hey, David, how are you? How's things been I, going this yeah, week? I, Everything good? I, you, you know, I mean, Everything, there's a lot. There's a lot in the world Everything happening. Good? How okay. how's everything going, guys? Yeah, how how um, are we doing? Okay, I'm very intimidated being in this room right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, it's good. It's good. Yeah. It's great. It's great. It's awesome. Things are not. Things are not devolving into a, into insanity. Not not at all. Not here in the closet. Not here in the pod cave, baby. No, we're good. Okay, so. Things that have happened. Uh, um, is there anything other than the big one that we need to talk about? Is there anything else that you can think of that's been buried under this fun shit yes. show of uh Yes. Uh, the Tar Sands Project uh, has been facing protests, and they're facing a lot of heat up in Canada. Um, for people not familiar, uh, the Tar Sands... You said Tar Sands. Okay, I thought you said Tar Sands, and I thought it, you, it made it sound like it was like some Klingon shit, but then I didn't know if there was an indigenous group <laughs> I didn't know about, and so I kept quiet. But no, it's just Tar Sands, and we need to articulate because uh, we're on the radio. Yeah, and oh my God, this is going to be a bad one for me to try to remember and pronounce uh, the name of the indigenous group that lives here it begins with a W. It's uh, this is great. It's not like we're trying to get an indigenous professor on uh, the yeah, podcast. Yeah, that's going to no. go over really, really. Yeah, well, this really, is a really great well. welcome, um, great, great <laughs> early listening for Doctor Cathard. No big deal. But anyway, um, what this is is this is another oil pipeline. Yeah, it's it's another ecocide going through. Yes, um, and in Canada, the, uh, for some reason, I don't know if it's just the the, the public facing uh, media that that I hear and they just like being called indigenous just as much. But for some reason, there seems to be a cultural thing where they go up as First Nations people. It tends to be the term up there is a, a First Nations. Yes, First Nations uh, is definitely a uh, yeah a a term that is used more for our native. Uh, uh, Native and indigenous population to the north. Yes, yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, First Nations people up in Canada are literally being echo-sided for yet another uh, oil pipeline. And uh, so they're protesting uh, much along the lines of Standing Rock. Yeah. And uh, people need to understand that that's because Canada is ramping up the project. And Canada is ramping up the project to become... Uh, more energy self-sufficient away from, you know, the Middle East, uh, Venezuela, stuff like that. That way, when they don't have their uh, regular, you know, um, cut and run victories, like when they snatch Syrian oil over, you know, a nine year period uh, with a, you know, color revolution group. Um, uh, there was the fun. Uh, there was the fun one that came out literally a couple minutes ago on yeah. Twitter where Justin Jackson running back for the uh, <laughs> Los Angeles Chargers just took near a tand into town for yeah. uh, for wanting quid pro quo to get Libyan oil in order to go in and do that. That was sure. a fun one. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, when these projects don't work or don't get them as much oil as possible, you know, Canada wants to be more self-sufficient and 
And you've got to realize that, you know, imperialism, I mean, we are a colonial project. We've talked about this before. You know, we need to fight for decolonization yes. every bit as much as socialism here. Um, well, you the two know, go hand in hand. You're not going to have socialism in this country without decolonization. No, no, you're not. But we're also within a settler colony is, is what I meant by no, imperialist for sure, project for sure. before. Um, and so, you know, I mean, the First Nations people, the colonized people here are facing a war just as much as what we're about to talk about. And that's ramping up for the same reasons, oil. I don't know if just as much. Because, oh, okay, uh, fine. Let's, There's I, not bombs. I don't want to equivocate. I don't yeah. want to. I don't know. I don't want to quibble not, here. But, but uh, it's 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 interrelated and and, and and very very brutal. And should not right. get should not get pushed aside under yes. the other uh, thing that you may have heard about. Um, <laughs> probably have heard about. Probably have heard about it. Now here's the problem, David. Go ahead and say the gentleman's name uh, because I'm going to fuck it up. So oh, go ahead. Uh, Hasim Soleimani. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, General Soleimani. Uh, yes, although. And this is part of you got to realize that this man is essentially, you know, a a folk hero almost. He's so popular uh, in the West Asia region. And if you haven't seen the uh, pictures and the gifts and the the video of the funeral procession today uh, mm-hmm. that we're all going live. Holy shit. Yeah. And, and some of this that that gives us the um, kind of, you know, folklore aura to him that makes him so popular. Some is that, you know, of course, he's he's a military hero. He's essentially eradicated ISIS from the area. Yep. Um, Excuse me. Some of that is uh, because he just deeply cares about the people around him. You know, I mean, that was something that was reported uh, with Iraq. They had called like 27 different countries um, when they saw ISIS approaching and no one came. And then they they, uh, you know, contacted Qasem Soleimani. And it was like he's like, I'll be there in a couple hours. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, let's get ISIS the hell out. Um, and so, you know, I mean, he's got a lot of lore that's very, very well deserved. He also was very charismatic. Yes. Um, and part of the charisma, and this is something I guess that comes naturally to revolutionaries at times because it's not, it's not very fabricated. You know, this is not as much as, 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 you know, we, we stump the, the Bolivarian revolution for people understanding for history. Yeah. Simon Bolivar was a crowd player, you know? Yeah. yeah Most modern revolutionaries are not crowd players. They're really genuine when they say these things. But, uh, one of the things, uh, Hassam Soleimani said in his will was that when I'm buried on my headstone, I don't want any title but soldier. So he is like, I think, grand general or general. He's, he's the leader of the Hoods. The Hoods come out of the IRGC and Hoods uh, literally means Jerusalem. This is the force to go west to Jerusalem and liberate, you know, all of Arabs. Obviously, they, yeah. they don't like uh, uh, Israel very much. Uh, yeah, well, good. They're, in good com- they're in good company. Right, right, right. Um, but, uh, but, you know, that was what he was the leader of. So he wasn't the leader of like, you know, the total Iranian uh, military force. No. Uh, or I should say Iranian. I, God, I'm so damn American with some of these uh, pronunciations. Yeah. Uh, he's not the total leader of the IRGC, but he is total leader of the Houds, which is the the primary fighting force you're going to see in the Middle East out of Iran. It's the spearhead of what they're, it yeah. was the spearhead of the, the, you know, the tip of the spear for what they were trying absolutely, to do. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and in spite of all that, you know, he he wants to be known as soldier. So I, he was general, I think, is the title. Yeah, um, but, but he, uh, and and just so many, this is the, this is the thing where I'm, I, I'm learning about him kind of in in real time as this happened because it was not someone that I was wildly familiar with before. Obviously, the tra- and again the tragedy here 
to speak of is that when he was on, he was in Iraq on a diplomatic mission, uh, on a peace mission. They were going to yeah. negotiate. Uh, yeah, they he was. Negotiate. They were negotiating with uh, Khabib, uh, or not Khabib, Khabib. Uh, see, now this is right. No, <laughs> it's, it's it's fine. Uh, You're better than me. K- Khabib Isbola, um was. I mean, and, and Khabib Isbola is not a huge like formal military force in Iraq. You know, no. I mean, it's it's like it, it's like actual Hezbollah, although they're not affiliated. They're yep. they're you know both look up to uh, Khameniism, um, uh, you know, inspired by Ayatollah Khomeini, and and it's it's kind of this this fighting style of you know. Um, what does it call it? Asymmetric warfare. You know, you take more beatings, you take more losses on your side, but you know it's your territory. You know you're going to win. The heart of your people are there, and so they can beat you down and try to kill you, but you're still there. There's a lot yeah. of strength to it. It's war of attrition. It's war of attrition based around the concept of it's and it's tied so yeah. so much into what Fanon talks about in the fight for Algeria that you can't crush a people when you're when you're the occupied party if you have the the combined will of the people does not matter how big a force you're fighting you you will inevitably win that fight yeah and that's that's the idea you know whole idea behind uh Humanism, which you know is, is spawn hezbollah in lebanon and is spawn khabib hezbollah in um iraq yeah. and uh so khabib hezbollah was part of the the forces that and the protesters that not only have been defending iraq <laughs> against isis and against u.s intervention uh but took out the U.S. Embassy. Yeah. And um, uh, Qasem Soleimani was there meeting with the leader of Khabib Hezbollah, who also uh, was killed in the airstrike. Why? Oh, my God. I can't, I can't remember the, his name for the, the life of The me. embassy. Sorry. The embassy. Uh, yeah. The taking of the embassy happened while we since we've been gone, Well, oh, the too. taking of the embassy was a that, Yeah, this was on New Year's Eve to a, New Year's Day. And remember, yeah. there are a few hours ahead of us. This is about the turn of their New Year. Yeah, yeah. And, um, we, and we... So so for the record, we have not recorded. It's been two full weeks yes. since the last time we saw each other. So everything that's happened here. This has been a two-week span. Man, this is this everything we're talking about has happened with it. Yes, um, um, we're recording this on the fifth of January, just in case something wild happens between now and Wednesday. Right, and and people saw parallels immediately with the you know seventy nine Iranian Revolution um, when they saw the taking of the embassy in Iraq. But yep. the thing you have to remember about uh, the embassy in Iraq that makes it very, very different is, you know, the Iranian embassy, um, I mean, and obviously, you know, there's a brutal uh, ruling of the Shah and the Shah was absolutely a U.S. puppet, yeah. but it was not the epicenter of U.S. strategy in the region. Um, no. You know, the, <laughs> the U.S. embassy in Baghdad since 2003, well, I think the embassy was established in like 2000. It was expanded to what it is in like 2005 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, well. Um, but it has become, you know, the strategic center, the strategic core of U.S. interventions in the whole region. It's it's a very, very big deal. So this was not just an embassy takeover. This was a regional power attack on the U.S. This oh, yeah. is essentially taking out the U.S.'s most powerful base, even though it was formally uh, a, you know, non militant political entity but everyone knows what it is everybody knows and what everyone, it is, yeah, yeah. The, in, in this day and age you you, you know the, ba- the the embassy is where a yeah. lot of this does you take that it's symbolic and some oh yeah the, i mean the symbolic is, nature of that taking this was a kick straight to the cia's nuts yes it exactly. really was and they responded the only way the cia knows how uh which and again i'm not attributing this this i, I this is i don't attribute this to Trump or whatever. I think literally any U.S. Yeah, president. I mean, and well, and, and to be fair, you're saying that, and they do attack. You do have to remember the clandestine operations working with the State Department hand in hand. But this was not clandestine. This was just no. a straight American airstrike. Straight up, a yeah. a straight up assassination. Yeah, of a a person. 
yeah, a, a, a combatant outside of military engagement in a civilian, you know, in a, in a capacity where he was acting as a, a peace envoy, essentially, yeah, uh, to go do negotiations. Um, yeah, and they they just unilaterally decided. Um, again, no, th- there was no need for discussion. It was a decision apparently made by the U.S. executive. Yeah, and they just decided a person was going to die. Which who, who and I hate the Dems are like, oh my god, you know, we need we didn't do the procedures as known through Congress. No. It's like, fuck you. That's not why this is wrong. No, 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 no. It's not. But but, the concept that a, a but, unilateral executive of the world's biggest imperialist power is allowed to... Ju- and again, this we saw this nonstop. This should be very, very familiar if you're paying attention because Obama did this kind of shit all the time. Oh, yeah. Obama did this to an American uh, citizen in Yemen yes. uh, for defecting and then went back and killed his son, a child, and then went back and killed his younger son in yeah. three separate airstrikes. airstrikes. Yes. This is, I mean... Wh- you know, this, this is the American way. The yeah. Amer- this was and that that came what a little bit that was after we went in and and assassinate or you know straight up killed Muammar Gaddafi. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So again, yeah, which I mean that was again a little more clandestine. That was a oh yeah, they did that elevating of of you know ISIS and yeah, and, yeah, and you, different units within Libya's freedom fight. That was a straight up color war. Exactly. Oh my God, I haven't gone over what a color war is. We'll get to there. We'll get, get to there. there. We had <laughs> no, we did that. We did. I made you do that last week. I made you do the. I made you did do we, color wars. Oh, okay. I, I don't remember. Do, okay. I'm fairly confident I made David do Color Wars and we have enough to get to this week. Okay. And if I'm no, wrong. No, that's that's fine. That's fine. Um, but if if people are, are wondering if I didn't get to it, um, you know, uh, Color War, and, and there's a lot to get into, like understanding the Yugoslav Wars that's better for understanding and understanding the namesake of it that wasn't truly a CIA but was kind of a Catholic Church intervention oh, in the Philippines no one. in 86 that, that gave the namesake. You know, understanding those are important, but the key thing you need to understand about Color Wars is oat poor um, and the way, you know, uh, Serbda Popovich was elevated as this like you know face like this this freedom fighter activist and they're all these peaceful activists even though there's bombings all going around them and it's not western intervention you know again this is where you get the namesake from like the way Catholic Church got in in the Philippines it's not western intervention it's support for these grassroots freedom, freedom fighters, fighters. This, um, so you know this, this is how this film it, is dedicated to the brave Mujahideen <laughs> fighters sure, uh, sure. <laughs> so this is how you know the NAD the USAID and all that that works and it all comes from Oatpour uh, in 90 2000. Um, and that's a very, I mean, people really need to better understand the Yugoslav Wars. And there's where Al Qaeda was born out of the Mujahideen because that was done in 1988 in Bosnia. Yep. Um, it's understanding, you know, when you're actually fighting for and against Nazis, you know, because uh, Ajik uh, is. Beregovic, whatever it was, the leader of Bosnia, uh, was an actual Waffen SS member, <laughs> and of course the Serbs were the ones portrayed as the fascists. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, and this is you've got to understand. Like, it, it's an important thing to understand for history. But the biggest thing to understand is Oatpour is now Canvas, and there's also the Oslo Freedom Forum, and these are the two places where they train the big faces, the big public activist leaders for these quote unquote grassroots movements uh, and these clandestine operations that show up as peaceful protests with these savvy, you know, public leaders like uh, Joshua Wong was trained in oh, Oslo Christ. Freedom oh, Forum in Jesus 2014 Christ. before oh, the Hong God, Kong that protests. Little, that little son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, um, you know, okay. I mean, new, that's, that's new, all. new promise. We're going to do a supplemental episode that is just an explanation <laughs> of that because I'm going to go and make sure Proles hasn't hit that yet, uh, but I don't think they yeah, actually and hit I, Yugoslavia. And again, you know, at the moment I'd be coming off the top of my head. Yeah, you know. and I don't want to do this. This is a, this is a yeah. topic that it deserves a supplemental and I am promising you 
sure. right now. I am going to force David and me to do that supplemental. Um, yeah. Be it next week or the week after that, we will get to it um, <laughs> and insert it in whatever. Because I don't think there's going to be a logical place to insert it. I think no, it's just something that's probably no. going to be necessary. Yeah, it, 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 it is going to be necessary. But um, but anyway, we reference it. We reference it quite a bit. Yeah. And I could use some brush up on it as well. Yeah. And yeah. David, David yeah. is awesome. But anyway, I mean, you know, Libya was a straight up color war. But again, you know, it was an assassination of a leader. Yes. That's what the U.S. does. And that's what this was with with uh, you know Hassan Soleimani. This was very much vengeance for you know you took the the U.S.'s center of operations mm-hmm. in the Middle East and right there in Baghdad with a perfect excuse was assassinating the center of the you know anti ISIS anti Al Qaeda forces yeah. in the Middle East. Kill him, you know, and, and and it was incredibly stupid too because he it, was very close to retirement. It was the it they, was they martyred so, him. It was so un. I mean, there is no. I don't even want to get. They in, martyred a guy that was already beloved. I don't want to get into the, whether it was a smart assassination no, attempt or not. No, I that's that. true because I mean the U.S. is you know sowing destruction exactly. and, and grabbing the their the, their stuff. They don't at care the end of the day, the only hope is, and this is again, it goes back to a sort of revolutionary defeatism. The only hope that can come out of this is if everybody recognizes it for what it is mm-hmm. and if it spurs the sort of resist the sort of unified resistance to US imperialism and US occupation both home and abroad that is going to going to hopefully seriously force a change in the way these dynamics are are played out. Yeah. And I'm not optimistic that that's going to happen because I've watched this happen enough times in my own lifetime to know that that I don't think that's going to be the case, but I I that that to me is the only thing I can take. The only time I can try and not just again. And I, that being said, I've been you know I'm screaming into the you know felt of the pod cave to try and not kill something. Yeah, but it th- this was look at the if you look at the response right now coming from from the Middle East. I'm not I, they're not going to do anything stupid. The, the Middle East. And I don't want to. No, I don't I mean, want to homogenize it. You have Nasrallah telling you that you know. I mean, um, don't don't hurt any like U.S. tourists yes. and, and civilians, but yes. definitely you know hit the soldiers. Uh, you have you know Ayatollah Khomeini Me. telling you you know death, death to, to America, America, but death to America means death to America's leaders, leaders, not the not the citizens. And of course, you know you have a unified. You have you know Sunnis and Shias in Iraq. Unified to kick the U.S. out. That's that's a very good. And sign. they made a pa- they made that they made a uh, parliament made a a motion this morning to mm-hmm. to expel the United States. Now that is yeah. not to be clear. That is not officially. That does not hold anything yet. It is not an official like as far as the United States' legal status in Iraq. That yeah. in and of itself does not revoke their. Technically, the only way they are legally allowed to be in, uh, occupying Iraq at this point is by invitation. Yeah. And the motion today does not revoke that invitation to be there. But it, if again, if they decide to take that further, that is the first step to doing it. Is is yeah, is this, and what they also, did you know, I mean, let's be very clear: the, the U.S. isn't actually there on some invitation. You know, I mean, Saddam Hussein didn't say, "Come, please topple me and, and, no. and kill me." You know, well, no, but the obvious, the obvious so, implication is there's at, huge the provisional government after the yes. fact has been renewing this sort of in yeah. you know, we are, we're all, we want you to be here you're allowed to be yeah. here this is not an illegal occupation yeah. as far as and you now know. that's that's quickly decimated that is yeah. very quickly becoming uh untenable and will will result yeah. and and that as that, it should have always been it's been a long time well, coming exactly and so if if god if for some reason um General Suleimani's death is sparks a the forces the US withdraw from that region yeah um 
that I mean the the amount of net good for the people of Iraq, for the people of the Middle East in general, yeah. from the the less U.S. imperialist forces in 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 a region, period, the better. Yeah. Um, but if it also just sparks um more attacks on the U.S. soldiers in that region to make their stay there untenable in a more forceful way, um, you know, I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, I'm good with that too. So I mean, let, let me be very clear. This is not something where I I feel comfortable using the term optimism because of the lives that will be harmed and lost in the region. In, yeah, in this Iraq is and Iran. You know, I mean, so, this is not something I can be happy about. No, and the, the, oh, and let's let let it be clear. If there's if my tone has conveyed anything but pure unbridled rage and and anger and disappointment and sadness up to this point, it is missing. I'm. Yeah. I don't know. I just I I don't know where to go. Yeah. This can't be a I can't have this be a we just did a horrible atrocity and there will be nothing. There is no action to take from it. No, no, no. I, I think that, that I can't. Well, I can't and, and the point I'm getting to there, though, is Please. we are still materialists. Yes, we okay? are. OK. And we believe in revolutionary defeatism. I mean, yes, we're letting us we here. And so something you have to understand as a materialist, as a revolutionary, is one of the reasons we believe in revolution uh, when there is acute death in revolution. I mean, collateral is a thing that happens. People die in, in yes. revolutions. Yes. Um, is that you're dying anyway. And sure, it's a little more intense during the revolution, but the outcome is worthwhile. The outcome stops the death and, and liberates people. Yes. And so, you know, people are already getting bombed by the U.S. I mean, Trump is dropping more bombs daily than Obama or Bush ever had before, you know, Qasem Soleimani was assassinated. I mean, we we just have been dropping bombs on Somalia the last few days the whole time, like without missing a beat. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is something that the U.S. does. Um, so Iraqi and Iranian people um, were already dying. And so yes. I'm not happy that there's going to be more likely more intense death. But if there's light at the end of the tunnel, and I believe to some degree there is, I'm 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 a little more hopeful than Nathan there. Please. Um, I need something. <laughs> that's a very good thing. The other thing, too, is, and it's good to see, is there's a lot of people going out and doing anti-war protests. People forget, actually, did happen in 2003. The, the, the media oh, yeah. swept it under the rug that everybody's on board for that war because all the politicians were. All yeah. the talking heads were. But the well, people and of I this country say, weren't. I would even say more so now. I mean, it is definitely a much more hostile yeah. country. To, we still had a little bit of that good old 9-11. Sure. It, Toby Keith, someone's boots and someone ass mentality that has, I think, dissipated significantly. Yeah. Now, I mean, on the other point. hand, there's also more more years of, of propaganda. There's a lot more drilled in people, a lot more, you know, salute the troops and, and cry and, you know, don't get mad at the troops for this kind of thing. Yeah. But Hopefully but there are people that, that are tired of these wars that don't have that 9-11 feeling uh, that are, you know, having issues and accept with this and they are pouring out into the streets and that's good to, to see the thing we do have to remember though is like 2003 the Iraq war still happened it did and that doesn't mean the protests are bad nope. or that this isn't the right first step you know this is one of those things where like we learn from you know we Mao talked about this you know we don't fail when we lose battles we learn yeah. from those mistakes yeah. and so you know I can only sincerely hope I don't have some kind of leadership and a party to point people this direction but I sincerely hope out of this that people can learn that the protest, you know, showing up on big street corners and showing how many of us there are, yeah. that's great. That shows there's an anti-war effort. That's important. Uh, but that's not going to be as important as like, you know, harassing politicians. Yeah. Um, you know, pushing out, you know, anti, you know, anti-troop adoration feeling, you yes. know, and pushing, pushing against that, you yeah. know, things like that. I mean, we have to make people feel 
pressure, make people ask themselves, you know, why are they supporting people who murder and rape brown and black people all around the globe? Why are why are we supporting this war? Why are why are people saying Trump's so bad and then giving him, you know, trillions of dollars in military budgets on a whim anytime he asks for it and then saying everyone he assassinates is totally evil too? Oh, Won't you know God, it? That- you know, I mean, make make people feel it. Don't make these protest things that people show up to. Make these protests things that are in people's faces. Yeah, there has to be. They, the, we've always talked about it that revolution only happens. It'll yeah. either happen violently, or it will happen with the very credible threat of violence behind it that will threaten. Sure. And I feel like in the U.S. it's only going to happen violently, but that's oh, still yeah, something that, that ramps up. And you get to that when you go from protest to protest in people's faces yeah. to arming your protest and uh-huh. flat-out revolution. And so yeah. we've actually got to make that second step. And that's what I'm really at least hoping happens this time around. Yep. So instead of maybe like ripping on the protesters who are pouring out in the street and showing up, and that's a good thing and that's an important thing. And on quick and notice, or- again, there is a, we don't have a great organizational structure in this country no. yet. So the fact that we were able that, again, I think PSL was one of the biggest groups that was organizing. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not going to act like PSL is a perfect org, but they do a lot of good things. And there they're, are no they're perfect great. Orgs. They're they're great at organizing and, you know, they've been doing a lot with the Answer Coalition for a long time. Yeah. There's no um, perfect org. Right now if your if your org is getting people active and getting people out there yeah. to, to try and protest this, you're doing more than most people. So I'm yeah. not yeah, I'm not and, at the point right now where I'm going to throw stones at No, that. no, and I'm not going to throw stones at PSL at all right now cuz remember like we talked about, you know, don't throw your nuanced stones at it, at it, countries and people attacking them. I, there's certainly some nuanced stones to throw it at PSL. This is sure. not the time to do that. No, 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 no. And especially don't let people get on PSL for organizing when they're doing these protests. Like, what the hell are they supposed oh to be my doing? Oh, God, yeah. It, uh, oh, God, those takes just drove me up the uh, wall. It was uh, bad. There, or, oh, there were a lot of Or takes. people say, like, these stupid, you know, tanky uh, Stalinists are the ones out there doing all these anti-war protests. That's a problem. First off, if you think that's a problem and you're you're not <laughs> one of us, go out and organize the protests and shut the say. hell up. You also, know? why is it always that the tankies are the ones at the anti-war protest That's, first. Yeah, maybe you should be asking yourself why they're so good at always being the why ones Why are we there. always the ones right there at that? Why I, is it so much easier to go to a Marxist-Leninist party and go, hey, the U.S. is attacking people and shouldn't be. Maybe maybe that's easier because they have a, there's a materialist word, worldview that yeah. doesn't rip on Iran, Iran as like this you know secret enemy that truly oppresses yep. its people and nuanced stakes. They say the U.S. shouldn't be killing these people. They they deserve you know their own autonomy. Uh, breaking this you know imperialist the these monopolist bank imperialism from the Western countries is the only way anyone's going to get liberated. We have to oppose this revolutionary defeatism and get the hell out on the streets. I mean, that should add all up. Yeah. And it shouldn't, it shouldn't be that hard. And that's, again, this has been a, this has been a very bad week for the world. This has been a very bad week, especially for, uh, for our comrades in, in the Middle East, all across the Middle East, because again, Mm -hmm. this is going to lead to, uh, there, there is almost no route that this does not lead to some form of escalated violence, as yes. if nothing else, as 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 the U.S. tries to out muscle its way out of a conflict that it's backed itself into. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, remember, you know, they, they're drumming up this idea of some contractor was killed before the first airstrikes that led to the embassy stuff. Those first airstrikes were continuation of U.S. war that's been there for years, and there's not a, an American contractor killed each time. And on top of that. It didn't have to be a lie for this whole thing to be bullshit, but that's but probably a lie. A lie. It yeah. is, it almost certainly. They're, they haven't start, said what contract, like the person's name, who they're contracted through. Just a contractor totally died. Start from the premise that it's a. We've talked about this with China. Start from the premise that they're lying and work your way backwards. It's easier nowadays because they're fucking lying ninety nine percent of the time. Yeah, I mean, if you start your premise instead of trying to find the truth, if you start your premise assuming they're lying. 
you're probably going to wind up yeah, right. Force, yeah, burden <laughs> of proof is on them to prove that something happened here. This is yeah. not. But then, so if someone just, lies to you, you know, a hundred times in a row, and you say, "Well, the burden of proof is to to prove me that they're lying." You fucked up. Yeah. Rapid fire, rapid fire takes that I have seen, and and just quick, just off the top rebuttals to what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, I, I'm, I've definitely this week been feeling a lot of your. Uh, uh, the the anti troop. Uh, I have swung on the on the scale of Brett to you. I'm swinging in your direction right now. There we Just, go. Uh, right, it's, yeah. it's it's hard, but it's uh, I I vacillate, but um, because any the only justification the, the 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 number one and almost only thing that I, that anyone seems to be able to point to as to why this was a when they try and justify this is well they they were killing innocent American troops. There are no innocent American troops no. in the Middle East. No. If you are in Iraq and Iran, you are not innocent. Period. End of yeah. story. That's not, that doesn't work that way. I don't care. You can be the most lefty leftist in the world. I appreciate it. You're not, if you are in Iraq, you are illegally occupying another person's country. You yeah. are not, you are not innocent at yeah. all. Period. Well, and even, you know, the people from like About Face, uh, which was Iraq Veterans Against War and they changed their name. Yeah. That would, you know, tell you, like, I used to be a troop and they're trying to balance. They hate veteran privilege. And yes. the first thing they say is, like, you know, they don't want to nuance, like, well, but the troops, but no. it's not their fault. They're like, no, I can't believe what I was doing. Fuck the troops. Yes. Like, they're, that- they're on your side. And if they're not, they're, they're the exception in About Face mm-hmm. and they're detriment to that organization and to, you know, all of us. And it's exactly why, as much as I appreciate that about face exists, we really shouldn't even putting them on a pedestal. And no, you know? no pedestaling, no, none of it. But again, and I don't is... think I don't think anyone who's worthwhile in about face, and I'm sure that I, I personally, there's a lot of people that are. Oh, I'm sure there are. Uh, don't want to be on a pedestal. No, I, again, that would be their number one thing is don't put yeah. us on a pedestal. Yeah, That's, yeah. Um, but again, so it, it, this whole concept of the no, there is no that interrogate that question from the get go. At yeah. what point does a how many years of occupation does a country have to be under before the foreign invading military that is there illegal? becomes fair game at what yeah. point oh we have to protect everyone keeps saying well we had to do something they kept they kept they, they kept attacking them we had to do something there had to be something or they'd see we're weak you know what the something we had to fucking do was leave their goddamn country 20 years ago again for fuck's sake again the only thing that happened to the u.s was caused by a u.s created clandestine operation to evade afghanistan yes formed into an entirely separate branch when the u.s invaded to topple yugoslavia in the bosnian s Bos- the bosnia erzegovina of Enya SR in 1988, you know, and that that was all done under, you know, Operation Cyclone. I mean, if it wasn't for Operation Cyclone, no 9-11. I'm this, sorry, just no 9-11. This, well, and again, so the lesson does not intervene in the same region more. Well, and how about, you know what, let's just, let's just play fun for a second. Why is it that every country we seem to keep intervening in, in an attempt to, because uh, again, the whole root cause of all of this, you want, they want to go back, you want to go back to is 9-11. Fine, make that your root cause. How come the only fucking country we don't seem to want to have any interest in intervening in is the one that funded, raised, and birthed all of the fucking 9-11 terrorists, for fuck's sake. <laughs> we, I, I can only imagine you're exactly talking about Saudi Arabia. A little I, bit. Yeah, okay, yeah. No, little yeah, bit. definitely. Completely agree. It's the one country we don't seem to want to fuck with, and it's the one that actually materially supported 9-11, for fuck. God, how is this hard? Yeah, wasn't it like 12 of the 19 yeah, people like, organized are Saudi? Number. It was an And either way, they're, they're you know, they're overwhelmingly Wahhabist. You know? And again, I mean, it wouldn't, again, that in and of itself is not justification defending yourself does not ever in defending your own borders does not include occupying a foreign region for 20 goddamn years that is not a strategy for defending american interests even if you go under the most 
stupid imperialistic bullshit you want to. This is literally nothing but a forever war because it has to be because the the whole their whole economic basis now is perpetuated on forever wars being a thing. Yeah, I mean, well, you think about the one time the one time there's any kind of intervention that we can point to as humanitarian, the ending of the Holocaust, right? Yes. Um it was it was the genocide among genocides. Yeah, okay? it, I mean it was the bar for what you- the bar for it. Even the Soviets weren't going there to end the Holocaust because they had no idea what was happening. They no. found out about it as they, as they defeated the Germans. Yeah. Like the Soviets were working in self-defense. Everyone was working in self-defense. And when there were the, the Nuremberg trials, they weren't tried for the Holocaust. They were tried for invading other countries. Yeah. I mean, so you want to do never forget and do the spirit of Nuremberg trials. Stay the fuck out of other countries. countries. But who has 800 military bases around the world compared to the rest of the world collectively having 30 outside of anyone's own borders? It's I mean, it's it's so odd. And then you you just get down to more and more ridiculous. There is no justification for it. And again, the more it comes back to all of the justifications root around this idea that are that the troops in that region are somehow innocent bystanders are somehow not there to help liberate people, whether they're clandestine CIA people or whether they're actual like boots on the ground troops, whatever it is, they're 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 there for peace. And it's just not true. I think the number and and God knows it must be inflated because it's always inflated. But the Mm -hmm. number of deaths that they try to attribute to Suleimani, something like what, 600? Yeah. Something something. give or take. If you want to buy again, this is the same group of people that will tell you communism killed three billion people. Last week, like, yeah, uh, like again, <laughs> the number is spin gonna, the wheel and see what comes it's out. It's going to be wrong. But let's say that 600 is correct. How many fucking just civilians have we straight up? 1.4 million is the latest estimate I saw. It, and yet we have a law on the book saying that we couldn't get tried in the Hague if we if they wanted to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yet again, somehow in some way, we're the innocent bystander here. Yeah. At yeah. what point? I don't give a fuck anymore. At what point? Do, how do you? What level of mental gymnastics do you have to do to justify any continued death 20 years after the fact at this point? What the fuck left is there to do? If you can't get your shit done in uh, in two decades, you failed. Get the fuck out and cut your losses. This is done. Yeah. You are no longer... Uh, the thing you are avenging, Ninety most of your military that you're recruiting weren't alive for and don't remember. Yeah, and, and, and remember, again, you know, they get you all these interventions. We got to prevent the next Holocaust. We got to prevent the next Holocaust like we just <sighs> talked about, right? And every single time, and it, again, you know, in a world full of genocides, unfortunately, genocides happen... All oh, the time. I, we're, we're, we're doing most of them. Yeah. Uh, when when have we gone into to one of these and, and we actually stopped the genocide? It's always a lie. It's always a lie and at best it's reactionary. The, the only genocides that ever happen at these U.S. interventions, if you don't count the U.S. intervention as a genocide as you should. Uh, Fallujah. Genocide. <laughs> yeah. Are, are, are things that happen either by the U.S. Or, or even if they're against the U.S. and its allies, things that happen... After a civil war has broken out. That the U.S. probably instigated in one form or another. Yeah. 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 It is. It, it, it is. It's insanity. Yeah. And, and the only reason why I even like do those disclaimers is like I don't know. There were too many sides flopping around in the Congo to say like the U.S. was totally <laughs> behind the Rwandan genocide. But I, again, you know, I mean, these. these I when watched, has the U.S. ever stopped instead of caused a genocide? I watched Hotel Rwandans? Rwanda and I blame Don Cheadle for that. <laughs> Solely blaming Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle is responsible for Rwanda. I'm sorry. I 
I have to yeah. transition but, in some way. I, no, it's okay. I but but consistently, oh. consistently, these genocides are done by the U.S. and their allies. And and you know any sort of rare time they're not, and you want to call it genocide rather than massacre, which I'm fine with if it meets the definition. Even yeah. though genocide implies a one-sided thing, um, you know it's a massacre and retaliation for other massacres or genocides by the U.S.-backed side. Yeah, you know, I mean, the U.S. has never gone in and stopped some existing genocide or fought against a force who was the only one to do a genocide or massacre in the war and all of these genocides or massacres happen after the U.S. goes in. Yeah. It's always, always built on lies. And all of these justifications just feel like a lot of, uh, you know, oh, well, we killed, you You killed innocent civilians so they, this deserved to happen. This just feels like the, the, old, you, the old... You totally killed 500 innocent civilians. I mean, we'll find out later it's false, but you totally did. Yeah, so let's, you totally let's did. Let's go in and kill a million. But it just feels, it just fucking feels like the, the whatever you, whatever, whatever they accuse Stalin of, Churchill actually did syndrome, where it's just like everything we throw out at the, all of Oh, these, it's always projection. It's yeah. always projection. It is always projection. And it's yeah. so... Oh my God. Okay. So there will be no show notes, um, up at the top. Um, I'm going to, uh, uh, we're, we're going to, at the end, we will record. All right. So 36 minutes. This was okay. 36 minutes. Will at the end remind me 36 minutes. Okay. Um, I'm going to put a note in, but we'll, uh, we'll put a disclaimer at the top. If for whatever reason you, you absolutely refuse to listen to us talk about current events as they can, you know, are contextualized within. Marxism Leninism that's fine yeah um, we usually t- contextualize it to the work and we were just ranting because this is probably the biggest thing that's that's happened in in West Asia in at least 15 years I it's it's the large it's the biggest thing I can remember I yeah. can't I can't put a finger on something that other than maybe again maybe the toppling of Gaddafi but that <sighs> yeah that was pretty big because that was that very, really expanded ISIS as they unleashed I mean, the shadow turned, slavery and, and yeah Libya I was about to say turn Libya into an open air slave market well and then they had they get to run the weapons gamut to Syria and, and yeah. all that stuff too it, so okay maybe that but and again the Syrians the, the war in Syria has been a, a and even that that was let I mean that was shockingly quick terrifyingly quick but that was even that was a lot of build up it wasn't completely out of nowhere it was yeah. it was one of the faster color revolutions but it was a color revolution you kind of saw it coming and this just this feels was just just a straight up smack from the side of the head and it's not shocking to see you know the US antagonistic to Iran or no. Khabib Hezbollah no. it's not antagonistic to the US you know assassinating uh, its enemies it's not a, it's not a shocking to see the US bombing airstriking you know innocent people but it is shocking to see the US radically shake um, just the, geopolitics just, at the drop of a hat so casually. Just the brazenness and the, the 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 absolute. And it shows. It shows. I mean, I guess this is where we're approaching. I I don't know if it's ever useful to distinctify between fascism and liberalism because liberalism has so much blood on its hands oh, on its yeah. own. Yeah, and if, fascism if anything, is so loosely is, defined. Unless you talk about privatization, which are you know products of liberalism. The yeah. only thing that sets it aside is militarism, which yeah. I mean, you can see in the U.S. liberalism has. I'm, but if there is a flip between uh, uh, liberalism and fascism, I feel like brazenly assassinating leaders at the drop of a hat, like because you're cocky, because yeah. because, because it's they fun, sli- no, because it's, you're bored and you're kind of mad. Because they sl- and this is this is where it comes. Because it's because they, they cross you. It's because they slighted you. Yeah, and that that emb- they if, took that embassy. They when, took that embassy uh, taking as a personal slight. Yeah. and in the same way that that George W. Bush and his and the posse took. 
getting beat in Iraq in yeah. the first time as a personal slight and then used it as a, a wild they they just treat this as a as a personal pissing game. Yeah, when when you go from dominating the world for financial interest as a bunch of bullies to dominating the world almost cartoonishly mafia style. To me that that yeah. kind of flip this might have been an event where in my head Okay, if you care to distinctify liberals from fashion, which I don't, but if you do, no. that's the jump right there. Yeah, and that's and I think that's at now forty minutes. We're we'll, we're at forty minutes. We'll we'll okay. So we'll know to skip to forty minutes if you want to. Get well, back we'll to put in a thing that says if you just wanted to hear the Fanon, go to forty minutes. But I oh, fuck, I don't know. All right, yeah, a lot um, of world events, a lot of anger, a lot, lot of, of stuff going on. And actually, you know what? While we're fucking at it, let's just do some housekeeping real quick. Oh, we got corrections? Or? No, I, we, oh. I don't think we have corrections. Um, okay. And if I, we we we, I think we're okay on corrections right okay, now. Good. Um, what we do have is the ongoing results of our what what are we doing next? Oh and yes. where, does, where do we go next? Yes, um, yes. Which I, I want to clarify too. Um, we've kind of. We're we're still gonna do Redskins white masks in some capacity in yes. some capacity, but we we might do it a lot more. It, it looks like what we're gonna do is we're gonna uh, collaborate with Bands of Turtle Island in the way we yeah. collaborated with paroles on Black Bolshevik. Only we get to control. We're we're in control of this one, so we don't have to try and jam <laughs> it all into one. What we're what we're probably envisioning is again, it's a much shorter work, but we still want to give it as much space as we give it as much of anything. So I think probably one to three episodes, just depending yeah, on how the conversation depending on how, goes, how much it draws out. Yeah, and what we do, but we'll give it as much space as it deserves without doing obviously line for line reading. Because I do, I do believe after after watching a lot of Doctor Cothard speaking, um, I, I we, we've we've reached out, but we haven't fully communicated. I'm I'm feeling okay that we could get by on fair use if we're not directly quoting the entire book as we do yeah. for everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and then it also won't take us a year. Not that that Doctor Cothard's work wouldn't deserve that. No, it would. And it's and the more I've I've started, I've I've started sneak yeah. attacking that one. And oh man, <laughs> yes, that's uh, oh god, there's just so much to this. Um, but in that being said, we started uh, we started I guess two weeks ago almost now. Um, we started the poll on what we we had three options. It was going to be whether we did Mao, uh, Black Reconstruction in America by W. B. Du Bois, or uh, Gramsci in some form yep. or fashion. Uh, in the first poll, it was a very, 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 very close race between Gramsci and Black Reconstruction with Mao bringing in like 20%, which yeah, shocked so, me. I was so, a little surprised. So game show style, Mao was eliminated. Uh, yes, we yes. Went. This was, there was, but we do not believe, we are not goddamn liberals. We, we do went. not believe in this first past the post bullshit. Um, so we we ran off between Black yep. Reconstruction and Gramsci. Right now, there are three days left for that poll. Um, I may extend it a little bit, but by the time you're hearing this, that poll will likely be decided. But right now, it is looking very, 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 very solidly like we will be doing uh, W.E.B. Du Bois Black Reconstruction. So, Mm. that being said, we will see you in 2022 when we're (laughs) done with that one because that's another 700 goddamn page book. And, uh, oh lord, we, this 300 page is taking us uh, a a while. We're we're in some, we're in some trouble, guys. But but we, I'm glad we got that hammered out because we haven't decided how we're going to cover chapter five here, and it's like weird yeah, pieces. yeah, yeah. It's getting it's getting, it's getting pretty good, but no yep. black reconstruction. So again, if you want just just mostly because I feel like people, I want to give as, as much head start. If you want to get head start reading, yes. if you want to kind of start looking in again, we will cover Redskins White Mask, but not in the line by line fashion we normally do. Um, and we will cover, but we will be covering the next work we'll be covering in full in its entirety is Black Reconstruction America by W. E. B. Yeah, and of course we strongly, as we said, reading. Black 
Black Bolshevik. We loved that book. We strongly oh, recommend people reading Black Bolshevik and Redskins White Mass. These books were summarizing, uh, as well as on Practice by Mouth, a very quick one uh, that we did summarize. Um, and any book we're doing, uh, our number one goal is to hope people have you know party and organization reading groups, and we can add an enhancement yeah. with more context. Uh, if for some reason you can't, you got to read it by yourself. Hopefully, we can accompany your reading and give you some kind of discussion group or context. And at worst, but still very very good, we hope we can give you you know cliff notes or it's hard to say cliff notes the way we do it almost line by line on some books now. Uh, you know, a, another way to read a, a more enhanced audio book or, or cliff notes depending on which work. Yeah, and that's and for the record, everyone that reaches out uh, and says, "Hey, I uh, David, I sure see some of them because they're in uh, they're in." Uh Twitter, but all yeah. of you that reach out on Discord that I then forget to screenshot and send to David because I am a bad person that reach <laughs> out and fucking say how much you love, like you read this and this is how you get your theory in and this is like you wouldn't be able to get theory any other way. Uh, just know you're the only reason like I haven't killed myself a couple times. So uh, just no, no pressure or anything like that. But uh, but yeah, no, this is uh, this 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 makes me very uh, this gives me hope. And this is my constant thing that makes me feel like we're doing something to try and make the world better in our small little way. So thank you everybody that has reached out in that regard. And uh and that being said, I don't know why I'm fucking trying this. This is going to have to be its own thing. Um we're not oh. going to be it, we're at 45 fucking minutes. This is going to have to get okay. released on its own. Okay, there's, yeah. There's the, no there's, we'll just we'll just call it rant release. It'll be a bonus. This is this is going to be rant release and it's going to be a bonus. Uh oh, we are going to be so behind the eight ball this week. <laughs> this month, guys. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. Um so you're getting two this week. Uh yep. you're getting two this week. This one uh this one I think we'll probably make sure I'll, I'll try and get this up tomorrow god willing um i don't know how much we fucked up but yeah we'll figure it out one way or another. yeah but, uh, yeah yeah we'll have to yeah that being said that being said this is free so this is the bonus you don't you Hooray. don't yeah all right bye bye, bye.